We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Your YouTube feed is crap. Stop wasting your time watching bot-boosted shills and self-appointed gurus cloying for your attention. Instead, join the Goslings interview, live stream, and podcast. The Goslings, a dark-lit digital speakeasy of free thinkers. A super chat of radical truth-seeking wizards who eat trolls for second breakfast. Topics that'll make your mama's hair stand on end. Ideas that'll make your pastor's knees knock. Guests that will illuminate the hidden chambers of your mind. And interviews that strike down the darkness. Welcome to The Goslings. Take up the broken sword of your father. And strike down the darkness. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, it's good coffee. Ah, it's good. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. I'm Jonathan. I'm Nick. And we are the Goslings. And we are a YouTube, Rumble, Spotify, all of the above interview live stream uh typically we are live streaming however this week due to uh us being too naughty for prime time yeah <laughs> yeah we did we, just some we, naughty words you know listen we <laughs> we went ahead and created the illuminati after party for our patreon members for our patrons you know to be able to you know listen to uh content that was too radical or controversial for youtube uh, wanting to quote violate the YouTube algorithm, yeah, and we, did. Uh, guess and we what? violated them hard. We made good on our word, and <laughs> it turns out YouTube will uh, will give you a channel strike even for an unlisted video. Yeah, it was an unlisted kind of exclusive video that no one could see unless they had the link. And, unless you're a patron. And YouTube still is like, we nope. don't like these guys already. So yeah, they don't. They are already shadow banned. Oh, for us. sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure, we're shadow banned. And we're actually working on a solution to that. There is a a channel swap that is uh, in the works. Imminent. Yeah. Imminent. So, yeah. So, anyways, you are not getting this uh, at the normal time of Sunday at 4:30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, you are getting this probably on Wednesday or Thursday. That should be whenever the uh, yeah. whenever the whenever the strike's lifts. done. Yeah. yeah. Whenever it lifts. Don't worry. We're gonna make sure we premiere it. That way, you guys get notified multiple yeah. times before it's available, so you know when it's available. Yeah. And of course, if you're listening to this, then you already know. That. But no, you won't know. Well, but and you won't know any of that unless you subscribe. So yes. what I'd like for you to do is take up the broken sword of your finger and strike down that subscribe button. Also, smack that bell upside the head. That'd be really great. Whack it. <laughs> whack the bell. Yeah. Whack it like a whack your mama. <laughs>
<laughs> it'll it helps the algorithm it, it helps deepen our digital footprint it keeps you notified of anything that's coming up well it's supposed and to it's supposed to uh, even yeah. though you might not be notified if you yeah. do all those things youtube still might say screw the goslings we're yeah. not notifying you uh which we've actually heard some of our subscribers have had that problem but uh, yeah again we're working on it you guys have been great and uh but subscribe anyway because uh that uh, that's your best chance of knowing yeah. when we're going to be doing this thing live and if you're listening to or if you're watching this on youtube then just know that we're also on rumble and spotify as yep. well so yep. if you want you know alternate ways of watching or listening you can go there as well so. rumble spotify and anywhere you find podcasts really yeah uh, in any any podcast podcast platform basically you can find us mm -hmm. as well as twitter as well as instagram and yeah. we're on facebook but not really you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah no yeah. one's really on facebook anymore yeah Wow. That's for the boomers. The beast. Yeah, and love you guys, by the way. Love the boomers. <laughs> yeah, don't. That's not a. That's not an insult. Okay, boomer. Because I'm a, I'm a Gen X. So I contribute basically nothing, but I still get the right to be mad at the other generation. I'm, I'm a. That's right. Yeah. You know, there's a. <clears throat> there's an interesting uh, article about the Empire Strikes Back being the uh, the quintessential Gen. Luke is like the archetypal Gen Xer. He yeah. he doesn't want to join his dad's company. He whines a lot. <clears throat> he whines a lot. You know. <laughs> He gets into some weird romantic incidences, and you know he he ends up um, just joining a bunch of ragtag losers. Yeah, he runs around with his know. loser friends, <laughs> his loser friends <laughs> pissing off his dad. You know, so, and I'm a proto millennial. Dresses all in black sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, that's like cool. That's like yeah. once. That's like once the Gen Xer has a kid. You know, but uh, but like I'm a proto millennial, so I am all of those things. Uh, I whine a whole lot more. <laughs> you know, I just complain constantly. <laughs> I literally had somebody tell me one time, uh, I said, like, well, no complaints. And the person said, uh, well, you'll find something. <laughs> that's, that's a true story, by the way. That's well, not that's a joke. Fantastic. So, anyways. Um, you know what, though? You know what? You know what balances all of that out? What? The Kothan Spartan Mug. By Jericho Potter. You know why? Because it makes you less that and more Spartan. It does make you more stoic, more laconic. If you will, mm -hmm. uh, as in, well, Laconia, Lakitamon, the ancient Spartans. Lakitamonians. Lakitamonians. So the Spartan Kothar mugs, these are made by Jericho Pottery. Joel is the proprietor of Jericho Pottery, and he yeah. hand makes and paints all these Spartan mugs. And uh, he was kind enough to give us a couple of these so that we could promote them. Yep, in kind, unofficial in kind sponsor. Unofficial in kind sponsor, uh, Cherico Pottery. Uh, Joel designed these with Stephen Pressfield. With Uncle Steve himself. Oh, Uncle Steve, who is uh, the author of War of Art, Gates of Fire. Uh, he's my favorite author. He has become sort of a friend and uh, a mentor of ours in many ways, uh, really taking us under his wing. We've interviewed him several times, and uh, Steve has an amazing network of people from Jack Carr to um, General Mattis. I mean, mm -hmm. like Oprah, Joe Rogan, Joe, you know, Stephen Pressfield yep. is huge. And so we have these uh, in thanks to Joel at Cherico Pottery, uh, finding out about our relationship with Steve. And uh, we're going to be having Steve on quarterly for Fireside Chats. Yeah, with Fireside Steve. Chats. That's right. And anytime we are doing a live stream, we will have these Kothan Spartan mugs on you can buy these if you want from chericopottery.com or you can look up Cherico pottery on uh you know just google you can find them on instagram twitter uh facebook all that stuff get in touch with them go to the website look at their stuff it's worth the money mm -hmm. these things are awesome handcrafted handmade hand painted yep. everyone is unique and truly a, truly a work of art yeah truly a work of art just like your dog which seems to have taken a tumble in the it next sounds room. like my dog in the next room just <laughs> doing somersaults the table over 
chasing a phantom cat in her old age. She's starting to hallucinate. Dementia. Uh, it's the ghost cat. I wish she would phantom poop on my carpet. That'd be fantastic. Phantom pee whenever yeah. it rains. Yeah. Instead of real pee. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Actually, uh, I do want to ask Roxanne about, like, uh, what's your relationship with cats, Roxanne? Oh, speaking of artists, yeah. let's bring her on. Yeah. So today we have an amazing guest. Um, she is um, a painter. She has done multiple things from miniatures to just murals miniatures to murals mm -hmm. she has painted um three um paintings for me for uh, heavenly realms or empyrean falling my angelic war fantasy novels and uh she recently just completed a map of the lower realm of heaven which is for empyrean falling which you see behind you here and i had it framed she did an amazing job so we're going to talk about that today and uh, everyone, please welcome Roxana. Dun, 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 dun. Hi. Hey. Hey, so I am so happy to be with you again. I know, this is always so much fun. And you look so beautiful today. Like you, I Thank was just telling you earlier, this is the most I've ever seen you. Like you look like you just got back from an art show. Well, today I, I bathed myself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you too that's yeah. the difference yeah. <laughs> you know i knew it yeah. yeah i look just like that when i come out of the bath yeah, so. hey guys the conversation with roxana was fantastic we actually got into the map that she made for jonathan's books it's beautiful we talked about a lot of her other work as well but then about 45 minutes in the conversation took a hard right turn into the paranormal and supernatural and aliens and that sort of thing so i'm going to go ahead and skip forward to that part so you guys can check that out i think you're really going to like that what is it about the paranormal aspect of aliens that you like, Roxana? To think that the world could be different from the one that we know. Yeah. That there, there are no boundaries in this universe. Yeah. Because sometimes the political, the, the political people um, put us, uh, I don't know how to say in English, but uh, blind. In, in the Blinders. eyes, mm -hmm. blinders in the eyes, and that life turns um, boring. Yeah. Or we lost hope. Yeah. But when we think in different beings and different universe, we can dream about the possibilities of a new world, of a new thing, uh, sorry, of a new way to do the things. But it's scary too, because yeah. some maybe they are powerful i think they are powerful so they can smash us when they want <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe they like us maybe they don't mm -hmm. yeah. yes maybe they're vulcans here to you know congratulate us on finding warp technology or maybe they're you know the the engineers from prometheus ready to you know drop the black goo on us mm -hmm. you know it's and... it's scary to realize that we as a humans could be in the in the bottom of the triangle mm -hmm. yeah and and be just a uh, food of <laughs> the other beings in the universe that is uh -huh. scary but when that scared me as a child uh there was that uh, yes. television series called v oh, yeah. and it was a reptilian alien race coming down to wearing our 
skin, basically, mm -hmm. and uh, intermingling with us and secretly uh, stealing us away for their food supply. Mm -hmm. That was horrifying. Dang, I was like yes. you know, eight, eight, maybe eight, nine. And they were like lizard people, right? They were lizards. Yeah. yeah. They were lizards, reptilians. Yeah. Ugh. From where are they supposed to be? Like uh, the queen. Are they supposed to be? <laughs> That's right, like we <laughs> I, I am agreeing with you. <laughs> I know it's so tough because I'm. May one she man. rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, may she may she rest in Antarctica with the rest of the. Antarctica, you know. <laughs> the rest of the lizards. <laughs> may she, yeah, may she slither back through that hole in the earth. To uh, YouTube, yeah. YouTube are going to to strike you again. Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. I know. I know we already got in trouble once. You know, we'll, we'll get in misinformation. Trouble again. For saying mm -hmm. Yeah, but you lizard. know, there are a lot of, of Asian cultures that talk about uh, people that shift to uh, animals. Yeah. Yes. Here in Mexico, the people know them as a Nawal. They mm -hmm. are people that can change their uh, his bodies to to an, um, maybe an, a lion and a cat, uh, different things. In if you study thing, uh, the history of Egypt, you can see they have in the in their walls histories of people changing changing his bodies too. Yep. Yeah, and even the the ancient Egyptian gods, you know, that look like human animal hybrids. You know, we always kind of equate that, you know, psychologists and, and anthropolo anthropologists have sort of equated those to being some sort of symbolism in nature. But what if they weren't? What if I mean, every uh, almost every continent has, you know, indigenous yeah. tribes with with shaman and pyramids uh, with either that ability or or an oral tradition of people who could freely do that. And if you yeah. talk to those people, they it basically it's a reality to them it's it, not a metaphor yeah no it, yeah. it's real to them yeah you know it's real and some even claim to have encountered these i mean skinwalker ranch is also yeah here in the u.s that, you know yeah um i don't know what tribes but uh but that's a that's a that could be a real thing yeah that could be a real thing yeah which is horrible because in america we think about you know mm -hmm. the idea of werewolves and yeah. it's super scary yes. but it's so fantastical we just we set it over here in the realm of fantasy horror. Yeah. And we like, it can't be real. It's just for entertainment. It's just fun. Yeah. Right. Eh, yeah. Werewolves aren't real. Yeah. Well, what if they are? What if they are? What if they are? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I always think about that because the actual religion. Yeah. Um, hide a lot of information. We were just talking about that in our last uh, live stream with Derek Gilbert and Gary Wayne. How and they're they're like us. They're Christians. They read the Bible, you know. But we talk about that a lot. How um, the the organizations that control um, seminary schools and teaching of pastors yes. who will then go on to start churches. There are a couple of things in the Bible that they don't teach mm -hmm. that they shy away from they won't address they won't address it and one of those things kind of it's it's the genesis 6 thing it kind of has to do with the possibility of human animal hybrids mm -hmm. and some sort of experimentation that is not good in nature you know and it's not natural at all mm -hmm. and uh and they just don't like you know an example of that is david 
yeah in scripture in in the bible mm -hmm. david went and fought against uh the lion men of moab that had faces like lions yeah yes and that's the literal translation yeah faces it's like and, it's, and how do you and like from a normal you know just everyday world oh that doesn't exist that's not real how do you explain that you yeah. know like go ahead and like rationalize that one mm -hmm. you know I think it's a narcissist posture that we took yeah. as a, as as a people well that put. our our thoughts are the the truth, right? But why you can uh, listen the other cultures and other histories and of people in the other part of the world? Mm -hmm. Why our truth is the real? Why they true? It's not. Truth has a way of bubbling up, through, at least historical truth has a way of bubbling up through all the different cultures. Like every culture has a flood myth. Every culture has, like you guys are talking about, a human, you know, animal myth. You mm -hmm. know, yes. every culture has some sort of god, demigod, pantheon, you know, especially one that comes down from the stars and, you know, or maybe they are the stars, you know, and are they from space or like Nick and I always talk about this, or maybe they are pretending to be from other worlds, but they really are. Have been here all the, all along. All along. And maybe yeah. they're demonic yeah. in nature yeah. or, you know, satanic in nature. And, you know, and they're just trying to trick people and, you know, but every culture has like, these through lines just like every civilization or every continent has some form of a pyramid on it and again anthropologists say like oh well that's just the natural progression of the human mind um but not every not every civilization developed the wheel so you're going to tell me that not every civilization developed the wheel but every civilization like every group of people on every continent developed a pyramid you know yeah like yeah explain that yeah, yeah explain, explain that, that one and, you know in every and every shape shifters yeah why every culture ha has uh, histories about them yeah roxanne if you could be and um, giants uh, and giants yeah and blood sacrifice and blood yeah why is that why yeah. does every every ancient culture mm -hmm. has the tradition of blood sacrifice yeah yeah, yes. uh, yes. Yeah, one of all straight out of the Bible, baby. <laughs> yeah, Even here in Mexico, there is yeah. a tradition of the gods that ask for blood. Really, in Egypt, is the same. Yeah, uh, they are so far one from another. So, why they do the same? It's interesting to analyze very, that. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, Speaking of which, if you could be a shapeshifter, Roxana, and I'm not saying you're not, um, <laughs> would you... Bro, are you a shapeshifter? <laughs> Nick Goss asked me the hard-hitting <laughs> hard question. The hard -hitting well, question. I have uh, a history, a little odd or mad. When I was a little girl, I was dreaming crossing um, a door in my in my home i was dreaming but my brother saw me 
crossing the door. Wow. And I don't know what happened in this time. Mm. Some people said that that phenomenon is an astral projection. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. That happened to me and opened my mind about more things uh, related with that. So I don't know. Maybe we are uh, all shape shifters. (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe. Yeah. Uh, i can guarantee you that i am either an armadillo or a po- or like a possum what do you shape shift yeah. into if, if you if you did shape shift into a different creature what would it be eric's yeah, on a cat or a dog? Cat. <laughs> i knew it a cat <laughs> you a black cat <laughs> you know it's funny every time i see because uh, i don't know i don't know too many sorceresses you know, it's really just Roxana. So it is, <laughs> I'm convinced you're, you're a sorceress, Roxana, because no one else gets <laughs> in my brain like you. Um, anytime I see a black cat, you know, from now on, and we have a few in the neighborhood, you know, anytime I see a black cat, I'll be like, what's up, Rox? How's it going? <laughs> yeah, there's one that's uh, around tacos? here. It lives in the sewer. It comes out of the storm drains. Oh, yeah. You know, eats, you know, chases the birds and then goes back to the storm drains. Mm-hmm. We see it every couple weeks. Well, <laughs> black cats wear the corners of the witch and the oh, egypt yeah. people too yeah because yep. they they see I mean, them as um as a i don't know how to say as a canal of energy mm. oh interesting mm-hmm. okay so maybe I, I would like to to be a cat <laughs> You could uh, you could guard the humans against you know the gateways of the supernatural you know all the you could see all the ghosts of demons because like cats are weird they'll just be like sitting there staring at a wall you know yes for, like two yes. or three minutes and you're like what are you looking at yeah you know that always creeps me out mm-hmm. I just can't yeah Ugh. yeah I mean Roxanne would do it in our Zoom calls too and that's just kind of what I figured. We were <laughs> <laughs> what are oh your God. zoom calls like anyway what They're, is that whole process yeah yeah what are what are the zoom calls like roxana because that is a big part of your business model that is uh that is how you communicate with so many of your clients and how you get ideas tell tell the audience a little bit about what the process is like with the zoom calls well it depends of my clients because they are ones that are so strict and just uh, we sit and talk about the art but with Jonathan, we talk about our lives, how, how he's, go- he's going and how I'm going, because it's important to, to see how the, his feelings in the moment. Because I, I can see that frustration if he's happy or not. And it's important to improve the communication throughout all the meeting. Yeah. How can I help them to open and give me the most uh uh clues of the art yeah so we we talk about everything we start talking about uh, uh, our lives and then we are we do a list of the different topics that we are going to talk for example here I do a collect of every reference that he has in his mind I collect the sketches so I, with this, inf- with that information, I collect and create an, a sketch. I present in the second meeting or third meeting 
the sketch so we can discuss about all the adjustments that we need to do for making the map better in this in this case and maybe in the last uh meeting i present the color version of the map so they can see if i need to add things or erase things okay yeah yes um i, I have a lot of ideas in my mind but as you know english is not my language so sometimes it's very hard to me to give you all the information that i have <laughs> sure 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 you know though i've never you're very humble roxana i'll be honest but i have there's never once been a time when we did not the like there may be like five times total out of like the what 20 zoom calls that we've done or 10 that we've done so far where um maybe the english word escaped you but like there's never been a time when there's been a language issue not once i mean you can tell like roxana you're probably rocking like a 135 140 iq probably you know yeah you're fine you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your english is more than sufficient it's, it's yeah. very good yeah thank you thank um, you let's see if um so if you could go anywhere in the world you're 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 from costa rica you live in yes. mexico city uh with your husband and you know mexico city has amazing museums if you could go anywhere in the world for inspiration for your art where would you like to go well i love mexico a lot i i think mexico it's a mixture of magic tradition power uh aliens because i <laughs> hear people from mexico has a lot of story about aliens yeah but i think for the agent history japan really yes i i love the vision they have about um the magical things the dragon the honor of the samurai yeah i think the samurai are so strong i, yeah. I would like to be a samurai <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Um, well, that armor Same. is that armor is so distinctive. Like, there's yes. like there's not a lot that looks cooler than samurai armor. I think that that is the reason why I love the Darth Vader yep. design because mm -hmm. it's inspired in a samurai from Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and Japanese artwork is so distinctive. It has a name, and it escapes me. Yes. I do not know the name of it. I can't think of it. It's not Kenji. I don't I think that might be the writing that's the writing yeah yeah it's the writing but it's beautiful it's it's elegant but it's bold it's simple there's like obviously a lot of meaning and energy that has been poured into that artwork whether it's the wood yes, carving and even the animation it's faster when they do the yeah. battles yeah it, there's something captivating when they're fighting it's bloody yeah. but it's uh dynamic yeah, it is. And it's very energetic. Um, I think I can't remember if we talked about this before. Uh, did we ever talk about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Yes. Yeah, we did. Okay. I can't remember yes. if we did this in an interview or if we did this in one of our Zoom calls. But, like, you know, I'm not a huge anime fan, but 
Uh, but Roxanne and I have gone on at length about how cool Full I think Metal you guys Alchemist. mentioned that last time. Yeah, dude, the music yes. is great. You yeah. know, like the the production value is amazing. The characters are cool, like, and it's funny at times. Like, it's it's just it's awesome, and cool. it's yeah. it's also yeah. horrifying at times. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Like when they bring uh, when they resurrect their dead mom, you know? Yeah, but it, it's interesting because they. They talk about that kind of uh, balance in the world. Mm -hmm. If you want something, you need to sacrifice another thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you want something it's, here, you have to take something here. Yes. It's yeah. it's something like the gods with the humans. Yeah. And you, yeah. you need to give me something. Mm -hmm. uh, I think in Full Metal Alchemist, I think they call it the... Uh, and it's probably an, alchemic, an alchemical rule the law of equivalent exchange is what they call exactly it. exactly yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to say that <laughs> but i have no words <laughs> my english wins yes i'm <laughs> no, yeah it seems like all of the god that's and that's another very consistent trait all of the gods require something yeah in order for you to get their favor yeah uh except for one yeah yeah that's why <laughs> that's that's why we that's read why, the Bible. like yahweh is my god that's right that's why yeah, we're on team because <laughs> the thing that he required he actually provided and that was jesus yeah that yeah. sacrifice that is a, an interesting thing about yeah about the difference between christianity and so many other religions is like you know and it kind of depends on which you know there are so many versions of christianity that you can dig into but at their core that's what it's supposed to be is that that is the one religion when it's when it's accurately represented that's the one religion that god you know recognizes the law of equivalent exchange that's necessary mm -hmm. you know the the yeah. death that you're born into and has already provided the you know sort of the escape hatch yeah for it you yeah. know with yeah. the sacrifice the blood's already been spilled the blood's already been spilled and yep. blood is still required i mean that's it's still required but it yeah. was already spilled mm -hmm. it's crazy Roxanne, if you could do any artwork for any fantasy or science fiction series, any, you know, whether it's a TV show, uh, comic book, movie franchise, what would be like your dream job? Mm, good question. Well, I think the new series, uh, Sandman, it's a oh, comic. With Neil Gaiman. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I, I knew, I started to read about Sandman. And it's amazing because they show the different part of the human, like the desire, like death. The, mm -hmm. It's uh, it's so inspirational to yeah. do art for, from that art, Sandman comic. Yeah. yeah. And it's been around for, I want to say, 20 or 30 years uh, at least. Right, that was a that was a graphic novel that was written back in uh, was it the nineties or early two thousands? Yes, but Netflix do a new series of Sandman. In a, it's a new version, and I really love to that kind of that that kind of uh, new characters, and they changed death. In the book, is a woman, and mm -hmm. now it's a man. But the adaptation, it's so good. Really. So yes. it's good, even though they they changed the gender yes. of. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. they should have just cast you to do it. 
<laughs> I, I would like to be that character because yeah. uh, maybe we as a Latins see the death uh, tragical, mm -hmm. but here in Mexico is different. They celebrate the death. Yeah. Why is that? And I don't know. They maybe for them it's just part of life. Mm -hmm. And for people from my country, it's so tragical. It's like, yeah. that's it. You, you don't have anything more. And yeah. here in Mexico, it's color. It's a uh, walk with a lot of the of your people. It's like the life continues. Yeah. With color, with magic, everything. They have a different thing uh, about death. And the way they they present death in Sandman, it's very similar to the vision of Mexican people. Ah, she okay. helps. She helps you to do that transition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In a best way, not a tragical way. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know that kind of exists in American Christian culture uh in the aspect of you know angels you know like when you know the people talk about having near-death experiences mm -hmm. and uh and the angels escort them up i got i have an aunt aunt jane who had a uh you know heart attack several years ago and she talked about that how like she felt like she was being you know escorted up towards the light and it was a a cathartic it was a good experience mm -hmm. not a bad sort of yeah. thing for her yeah. for us, for some i'm sure it's horrifying yeah 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 depending on where you're going it yeah. might not be so great but yeah you know that's really interesting <laughs> yeah yeah do you believe in angels roxana well i think um there are more beings in this universe yeah in uh, and science has uh, is starting to prove that there are different uh, levels of energy Mm -hmm. Some we can see, and another, and another we can we cannot see. Yeah. So I think there are beings with more power in those uh, uh, in those another levels of consciousness or or energy. Yeah. So maybe I think they are real, not in this in the way that maybe Bible or another books show them, but there are another beings i am i think they are real yeah there's something yeah. there you know? yes yes yeah. there's so many weird things that happen the statistical i i don't think we are alone in this world yeah and it's so narcissistic to believe that the only beings that exist are the beings the the beings that we see Mm -hmm. as, yeah, as we speak there are there are dogs are uh, there are cats that see things weird mm -hmm. so, and, and i don't know that there are cats that see uh deaf people yeah so it's narcissistic to believe that we are the best that exists in this world maybe an animal it's better than us seeing that kind of energy 
<laughs> have you been to my house and been speaking to my dog Lily because she clearly eats better than I do? So yeah, I think you're automatically <laughs> on that level, you know. <laughs> well, you know that's uh, that's something that the Bible talks about. With uh, the angels, don't show up a lot in the Bible. It's a huge part of pop culture, you know, in especially in America. But, you know, if you really try to curate all the verses in the Bible that that specifically have angels in them, it's not a lot. <clears throat> and when they do show up, they are either incognito as humans mm -hmm. or they're very powerful or they are in some sort of a chimerical state of being, yeah. you know, some sort of animal hybrid or, you know, the seraphim or the, the, the thrones and the powers. And there are all these different versions of them. But they're always presented as something that is that exists in its natural state beyond the realm of what you see. Yeah. You know, the heavenly yes. realms. Yeah. Yes. And so there is something else, you know, there is more to it. Because, you know, people <clears throat> people talk about, and I'm sure there's probably a science paper on it somewhere that talks about electromagnetic frequencies and but um but you know when you're sitting next to a dead body, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Like if you, yeah. if you go to, if, you know, if you go to a hospital and, you know, you, you see someone who was alive and then you come in in the morning and they're not alive, like you can kind of tell, mm -hmm. you know, that, but it's not something that you can really see. I mean, unless like jaundice is set in or something like that, yeah, but, it, but it's, you can sense it. You feel it. Yeah. You know, so yes. yeah. And, uh, and animals are better than us feeling that energy. Yeah. They could detect that. Yeah. So I that's agree. why I want to be a cat, uh, a shape shifter, because <laughs> I, I I am I have to admit that I I am scared about aliens and maybe angels or demons, but I but there are a part of me that want to know. Yeah, yeah. The other sure. part of the of the of the, that kind of um, levels of energy. Yeah. How I'm excited? So how excited sorry. were you? Oh no, I'm sorry. Um, how excited were you a few years ago when like all the disclosure thing was starting to happen? You know about like the government releasing the U.S. government releasing like information about aliens. They got real close there. They released like some some videos, some videos of like some Navy fighter pilots. You know, and like, and they got really close, and they started talking about it, and then all of a sudden they like. Were you more excited or were you more fearful when you saw those? Both. <laughs> but I think both. But I think more exciting because it's really hard that the government accept that they are another, they are aliens and demons and everything because that will change politics. Yeah. And people don't do not want that. It's no. so hard to change religions, the things we think uh, uh, exist. There are a lot of people that maybe has a panic attack. Mm -hmm. So the government has to be careful opening the, all the information. But mm -hmm. I think everybody knows that there are other beings in this world. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's true. so hard it's so hard for the governments to talk because people will uh, get mad yeah oh yeah and it'll shake a lot of people's faith 
and it'll create a lot of chaos and yeah, yeah like there's that's why in in the show the x-files there was always the cigarette smoking man who was like the main villain of the show did you ever watch the x-files rocks yes yeah you remember the bad guy the cigarette smoking man who worked at the fbi and he was like above Scully's boss, you know, and every time he saw him, he was always just, he didn't really have an official name. He just was like mm -hmm. the second, he was the, the boss of the boss and he was yes. always cigarettes, yes. but he was the one who like kept all of those secrets about like the downed alien spacecraft mm -hmm. and, you know, and because he knew just like what you're talking about, Rox, he knew that like, if that information got out, it would be widespread panic. Yeah, you know? yeah, be mass hysteria. What, yeah. what What do you think, Nick, about that that topic? Well, I think as a that, religious person. Yeah, yeah, it's not surprise. It's not surprising. Um, I think that whatever these things are, I think they've been here. They've always been here. Um, I don't think that they're a higher order. Um, as a religious person. I believe what the Bible says, you know, that we are, we bear the image of God yeah. and nothing, for, nothing can exist in the universe that God didn't create. Yeah. But humans are unique in that we bear the image of God. We rep, we represent him in creation. I don't think there's a higher order of being, but I do think that these things are real. Um, are they from somewhere else in the universe or are they here existing already veiled in a different dimension? I don't know. Uh, but I don't believe that they're good. I don't believe that when, from all of the accounts of uh, encounters and abductions uh, and sightings and messages received, um, whether it be paranormal messaging or psychological messaging, people who claim to receive messages from these beings, not one of them, not one of them validates what the Bible says about our origins. And uh, that concerns me. That concerns me. It tells me that they are not aligned with, uh, not aligned with, with, with the, the truth of God's word. They're not aligned with what God is trying to do in the world yeah. through us. Yeah. I think they are opponents personally, personally, I believe they're opponents of, uh, God and, and those and, and his people. I really do. I think they're here to deceive us. And, and really, I believe that when they do make themselves, when there's full disclosure and every government has admitted these things and everyone's starting to see them, and we all know that they're here. I think it's going to cause a lot of people who believe in God, a lot of Christians, uh, mm -hmm. they're going to, they're going to lose their faith. And that yeah. for me, I think that's really horrible and sad, but I think it's going to really shake their faith because they don't yeah. really know what the, what the scriptures say. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's going to be a big falling away, unfortunately. And that's probably what they want. I mean, that could be their motive. I don't know, but that's what I believe. That's why a lot of people said that maybe aliens could be, or, or some spirits could be demons. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We do. Yeah. You know, because it's they have some tricky, some tricky messages, mm -hmm. some contrary messages. And I'll say this too. Um, when you hear about the people who 
get visited by aliens uh, or abducted. It's always the same thing. It's always in the middle of the night. Uh, they're they're paralyzed. They can't move. They're taken yeah. against their will. The sometimes even mistake. sometimes even children are taken against their will. Uh, children who have these accounts, uh, they don't have a choice as to whether or not they want to get a you know go up on a UFO. They don't <laughs> you know, they don't have a choice. Uh, and that is very demonic. Middle of the night, taken against your will, you're paralyzed. The witching hour. And it's very consistent in all of these accounts. Yeah. God does not force his will on He does not force people to accept him. He doesn't take people against their will. Uh, the Holy Spirit does not force people. Yeah. They have to choose. That's, what, that's why God is love, because he... He loves us more than we could possibly imagine ever, but he doesn't force us to love him back because true love is choosing to love. He, that's why we have free will. That's why we're yes. image bearers. And, and so even, and even some, uh, phenomenon like the, I, I write here for that question, mm. uh, the scratches in the skin that people, mm. uh, get when mm. they see something like demonic that wants to sound like an agent mm. the, the, the scratches in the skin uh, some uh, scientists said that people that said that was abducted uh, ends with a feral sulfur smell in the skin oh wow really? sulfur smell yes for that to... the ancient people said that wasn't uh, the um, the hell was a burning place yeah. because yeah. the sulfur smell yeah. that people uh, get in their skin but mm -hmm. when they see aliens says that the, the sulfur skin uh happens too so maybe yeah. aliens wow. or demons are the same i don't know yeah but there are angels too who are you know fighting for god on our behalf you know there are, maybe there are angels that try to uh, to to make us believe that they are god oh yeah they're falling in. Good. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there are good angels and bad angels yeah, yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely you know and um <clears throat> you know the interesting thing about a lot of those alien abductions is some people talk about how once they start repeating the name of jesus that that is like the only thing that actually repels the abduction i don't know i think it was a dream but i had a dream about that one i did too and i was like it was right after i started writing empyrean falling wow yeah it was weird like dad was praying over me in my bed at night i was like 17 you know and uh and i think it was probably a dream that's what i tell myself sometimes you know yeah but like i started to lift up towards the ceiling and the ceiling was like all it was like a black cloud an inky black cloud on the ceiling and i was coming up towards it and then i started repeating jesus's name and it's the only thing that like backed me off of the cloud wow yeah yeah and came back down dude i had a similar experience last year I, oh I that's right you, yeah yeah oh my God. Uh, yeah i was in, yeah. i was i was in bed sleep middle of the night and uh, I was dreaming. I'll fully admit that I was dreaming. Um, I felt I felt weightless. I felt myself being lifted off the bed, and there was a uh, there was a vibration, thump 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 thump, almost like helicopter 
uh, blades, propellers. Oh. But it was thumping my ears. It was a real strong thumping against my eardrums. And uh, in my dream, in my dream, I knew it was happening. Yeah. I knew that these demonic entities, these aliens were taking me. And I could not move. I was absolutely paralyzed. I couldn't speak. Yeah. Couldn't even say Jesus. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking and I was just I kept thinking over and over. Jesus help me. Jesus save me. Help me. Lord Jesus, please help me. I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in you. I could all I could do was think it. Yeah. You know? And uh it didn't work at first. Really? Yeah. Uh and but I just I kept I kept getting closer and closer to the ceiling. And then finally they let me go because mm. I, I I kept saying, Jesus, please, Jesus, Jesus, help me, please. And so I lowered back down on the bed and I woke up and I realized that the thumping in my ear was actually just the fan spinning. <laughs> but here's the thing. It was the rhythm of the fan that was doing that in my, it was making me dream that. Yeah. But after I woke up, my ears were sore. Really? My oh eardrums were still sore. Maybe, maybe the they, pressure. maybe they uh, put uh, on the fun to maybe to cover mask what happened <laughs> but and, and i had and, and i fully admit that this was a dream i'm not saying anything happened i dreamt this i, I dreamt well but listen to my story i i i dream that i crossed that door yeah. but my brother who was awake see me crossing that door yeah in real so life maybe yes so maybe that happened, but you don't have a witness to say that that was real or not. Yeah, just the dog. <laughs> I got yeah. I well what? And yeah, I don't know. You're right. I, who knows? Who knows? Because I was asleep. I, I was asleep and dreaming it. Yes. Who knows what was actually going on? I don't know, but um, I do know that at least in my dream, that Jesus kept that from going any farther. Whatever that he released was. me from it. Yeah, you know, and my mom's had the same experience. A lot of people have had that experience, yeah. that exact same dream, that exact same experience. So yeah, it's yeah. very consistent. That's so very some people, some people say that when a member of the family uh, has that kind of uh, experience, all the family throughout generations yeah. has suffered the same. I've, yeah. I've heard that. I've you kind of have that in your family too, Rox, right? Yes. Yeah. From my grand grandmother, every wow. generation has seen something like um, smoke with a form of an people, like really? in a spirit, mm -hmm. uh, aliens, everything. But Shut I don't like to talk about uh, that a lot because yeah. people said that you're weird. That's just um, an imagination. And yeah. no, no, it's, it's, it's true. Maybe yeah. I didn't have. The, the correct way to have uh, to put a name of what happened yep. but that happened and I I don't know how to explain that well I'll say that I appreciate you feeling comfortable enough to talk about that with us yeah because the people who watch these videos they they wonder and ask about those things they want to talk about and hear about those things yeah. they're looking for truth they know that these things are real too so yeah this is a alone. very safe this is a very safe you know platform yeah. to talk about those things on yeah, you know, I think people will probably get a lot out of that. And yeah, make it because there are other people that might be seeing the same or similar. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And they want to know that they're not alone. Yeah, it provides comfort. And yeah. it makes them feel like, oh, I'm not crazy. This other person no. has experienced the same thing. Yeah. Yes, I think it's important to talk about this, uh, this topic. Yeah. Even if you two do on a strike. <laughs> but, yes. We will but, strike down the darkness until YouTube strikes us, strikes down the channel. Go down fighting, baby. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's, uh, but you know what's funny? Is oh, like we could, I, I love it. <laughs> we, could talk about, we could talk about that stuff all day long. But if you mention anything political. Yeah, they don't that's, like that. <clears throat> they yes. did not like that. Yes. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's what they went after. But you know, the Bible talks about um, those kinds of generational curses or you know even generational blessings happening you know across multiple generations where like you know the sins of the father you know and whatever whatever may have happened 200 years ago you know it's i'm sure there's a uh you know biologist out there who, or a psychologist who would say like oh that's you know genetic conditioning that's you know linked to your ancestors and blah blah, blah. but when you have two or three generations that all experience the same supernatural phenomenon, yeah. there is there is some sort of mark that has been placed on your line, you know? Yeah. And that's a very common thing. And um, you know, a statistical, people that it's related with art yeah. suffer that more. I believe yeah. Because yeah. People, people think that the artist has an, a, a better communication with another part of the energy or mm -hmm. inspiration on a different mm -hmm. view of the world. So you became an, I don't know how to say, a magnet yes. of the mm -hmm. kind of energy. But artists, mm -hmm. uh, artists suffer of that kind of experiences a lot. If you mm -hmm. read about Van Gogh, if you yeah. read about Da Vinci, if you read at the most important musicians, mm -hmm. they say that they witness aliens or spirits or de demons yeah. more than people that is not related with art. It's something weird, but happens. And yeah, it is you that that veil is membranous thin. The more artistic yeah. you are, because you kind of exist on the on the fringe of you know your creativity exists is on like this fringe of reality you know where you yes. are you're sort of piercing that that veil and getting into something else hp lovecraft talked about it all the time you know he talked exactly. yeah uh, and like he's the guy who created like the cthulhu mythos you know back in the early 1900s and <clears throat> you know he talked about how he feels like a madman but the things that he wrote about were so radically advanced and ahead of their time that nowadays they are kind of the like this whole idea of trans-dimensional ancient beings he was writing about in the 1920s you know and yeah. that as far as pop culture and literature goes that was a pretty new thing yeah you know not a lot yeah. of people and then you look at um uh oh what was his name um howard uh the guy who created conan the barbarian you know, also friends with H.P. Lovecraft. And uh, he created all of these amazing stories about Conan the Barbarian. Um, Thomas E. Howard, I think, maybe was his name. I'm sorry, I'm, I can't remember. But driven crazy, 
and ended up killing himself at like 35. He was super young when he killed himself. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there is some sort of a link. If you come from an artistic family, you know, especially one that has any sort of religious leaning, like, yeah, yeah, there's probably some weird stuff that like ours. (laughs) Yeah. Like like Roxanne. Yeah. Like Roxanne. Yes. You you have to ask all your guests in this uh, podcast. Yeah. If they, they, as an artist, has uh, a similar situation, and you that's will see, and you will see the link. That's a good idea. Yeah. That actually would be pretty cool. Yeah. Just have it as, like, built into the battery of questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Be like, all right, so you're an artist. We're artists. We've seen some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. Tell me about the weird stuff. <laughs> speaking of uh speaking of weird stuff we're gonna let you go here to meta rock so we've taken up a ton of your time uh there are a couple of we actually covered most of these questions we had no joke we had 24 questions for roxana yeah and uh or maybe 20 we had 20 questions total i think for roxana we covered just about all of them but two that are more career procedural in nature that i did want to ask you uh one are you still writing your book because i think you had talked about writing a book a while back and uh two are you ever going to and this question is for eva may are you ever going to teach online classes again because i know we had discussed that as well yeah i would like to to do some classes but i need to finish first some projects maybe and i will do some classes at december okay Okay. And about the book, I need to take my time because yes. being a writer is something that I respect a lot. It's not easy and I need to learn a lot. So I'm going to ask you help and <laughs> some <laughs> really, really, because it's so hard. And I would like to to send, send the, my first... Um, I don't know how to say this. Your first, Maybe uh, this first, draft. first draft. Yeah, your first edition. Yes. Yeah. You. So yeah. you can you can give me information and write and everything. My, how the tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> no. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am yes. still yes. the learner. <laughs> write a book is my dream. I always wanted to do it, but I, to be honest, I, I think a lot, when I have thought a lot of years that I was not capable of because I didn't have the skills or maybe my story was not so interesting. So I was scared that anybody wants to read them, but when I has become adult, I think my idea of that has changed. And it's important that we listen everybody's story. Yeah. Because maybe the thing that I I I think that just myself is living, it's something that we as humans are dealing with. And maybe yeah. we can help another people with our story. Yeah. Yeah. Your art is supposed to help make the world better. And that's yes. the whole reason. Our yeah. slogan is to take up the broken sword and strike down the darkness. Yeah. Yes, but it's really hard because the self-esteem that you need to be a writer, yeah. it's uh, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. 
it is it but you know it goes both ways like i was i was pretty arrogant about my capabilities as a novelist from you know from the right. jump oh yeah from the start like i didn't finish college i i didn't pursue a degree in english which anybody who reads the heavenly realm series will oh, obviously on, understand uh, not exactly bearing the lead there um but you know i thought you know i had my own preconceived notions about like how easy it might be to finish the book you know and to write it and what i thought would maybe be like a two or three maybe a two-year project ended up taking five or six years just to finish the first draft and then my God. yeah and then another 10 to 12 years no 10 to maybe uh 13 or 14 14 years from that point on it took 14 years 14 more years to get it published so it literally was like a 20 year project yeah. you know to get the first novel uh published on amazon now you know it, it changes it never stops unless you walk away from it it never you can always tweak the manuscript forever until it gets published you know but <clears throat> if, if i had if i had a humility uh as a young adult when i was writing these and had maybe gone through more of the steps that older wiser people had told me to go through you know then i maybe would have been able to get this published you know mm. before both of our parents were dead yeah. so yeah. so yeah. but it's a good word and it's a in, good word. in the way like your problem <clears throat> is the opposite of my problem but we both kind of land in the same you know boat as a result yes. and um and you know one thing that'll help honestly is just you realize that there are a lot of books out there that are sitting on bookshelves that are crap yeah it's true <laughs> i mean honestly <laughs> Like you have to really try, Roxana, to like make a real dog turd of a book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you'll probably be fine, first of all. Yeah. And uh and two, uh Stephen Pressfield, that author that we've interviewed yes. several times. He's yes. our favorite author, he's a friend of ours. Um, he's the voice you should listen to. He is the one wow. who gave me um the guidance just in his books not even before we became friends or started talking just his books whether it was his fiction or his motivational books like the war of art or put your ass where your heart wants to be or do the work any of these books that he has he's got like seven of them now um all of those books through his writing really helped motivate and keep me on track and keep hammering and doing the work and you are so industrious uh you work so hard you're so consistent you do so much stuff consistency is key nick is like this too um that you know you have so many things stacked in your favor mm -hmm. to write yeah. that and yeah. to finish that book and um once you get into it it's sort of like it's sort of like going to the gym or um or building a fire you know it's always the hardest part of building a fire is just the very beginning you know with that kindling yes. it's delicate it's uh fragile but once you get that going, man, once you get that thing blazing hot, I was helping a friend burn some stuff yesterday. And like, man, once you get that thing going, it's the same thing with writing a book. You are just like deep in the flow state and yep. you're off to the races. And you'd be so good at it because you come from a prior uh, artistic profession. Like you coming from the perspective of a painter, 
I bet your descriptions and world building and the language that you would use to describe and paint that picture would be awesome. Yeah, thank, so. Thank you. Yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Just do, do it. it. <laughs> Just do it. Thank, thank you so much for that because it's really important to me. Some, some, sometimes when you are working a lot with social media, you see everything immediately. Yeah. People that that do four uh, books in a year. Oh and yeah. You 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 feel press yourself to do the mm -hmm. same, but right. maybe it's a lie. The yeah. uh, the average uh, creation of a book takes maybe decades. Yeah, two or three years on average for an experienced author, and even mine. <clears throat> I'll tell you from start to finish. Um, and Nick is kind of like this too, but he's actually writing the books. Whereas like my books have been written for 10 years and still when I go back and dust them off, edit, revise, get covers, you know, for them and everything, uh, it still averages out to about two a year, you know? So two yeah. books a year for, for books that have technically already been written. Right. So you as a creative person having to write it from scratch from the beginning, you know, and give birth to this thing and, and get it out there in the world. It's okay with it taking 10 years. It takes as long as it needs to take. Just be consistent, you know? That's, yes. Thank that's you, really thank you so much. Yeah. You're a smart cookie. You'll do it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, where can people find you? Well, now I am in Facebook and Instagram, Roxana Bio Arts, like the title of this uh, screen. And now I have TikTok. Oh, in yeah. TikTok, yeah. <laughs> and TikTok, I am talking about the uh, things that I cannot uh, talk in my other uh, Facebook and Instagram. I talk about um, maybe politics. Okay. And That's even nice. I do tutorials from people that want to learn how to draw and different techniques too. So Good you time. can find me there with the same name, Roxana Beoarts. Awesome. I am there, and you can write, write me whatever you want. Fantastic. Fantastic. And send her tacos and cookies. Tacos, tacos. and cookies. If, <laughs> if you don't send me tacos and cookies, please don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's that Costa Rican vibe I love so much. There it is. <laughs> I'm like that every Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> don't come to me without tribute. <laughs> <laughs> lay the lay the tacos and cookies at my feet. Speak yeah. Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Roxana, uh, thank you for staying over, first of all. We, yeah, we kind of got you. a little bit of a late start, but then we've we kind of took up way more of your time as always. But thank you for being generous great. with your time. We yeah. ha always have so much fun talking to yeah. you. you. Thank you so much for inviting me and for your patience and sharing with me all your your uh visions and the support with the book because it's important to me someday do it and you gave me the energy and the motivation thank you so much for that oh absolutely you are worth it you are worth every penny roxana bo arts you can find her on facebook instagram and tiktok now uh and you can get all of the all of the 
uh, naughty stream stuff that no one else you know, yeah, that she can't talk to, about everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk you did a good stuff. move, yeah, where yeah. you didn't yeah. do that on YouTube, so you won't get kicked off. And then if you want, uh, if you want to hire Roxana, if you want to commission her for any of your artwork, uh, proof is in the pudding. You can see the artwork behind her uh, with Darth Vader, Wolverine, my favorite superhero, and uh, and then the Xenomorph, and then the map that Roxana made for Heavenly Realms. Um, she is worth every penny. She is amazing. She also stays super busy, so you better get on it. If you yeah, want you a book cover, if you want a map, if you want any sort of art, uh, miniatures, you do miniatures yeah. as well. From miniatures to murals, Roxana Bio Arts, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Take you. care. Have a good Bye. day. See you later. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show. Maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, we do this once a month now. Um, all this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness. <laughs>